Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm here. I'm by myself. I, I, I think just generally I'm going to take these, you know, week by week update videos or update rather update podcasts. And I think I'll just do it myself uh, for probably the entirety of the year. You know, I, I do a lot of film review, do a lot of stuff on Twitter. Uh, my actual job is really acting up and shit. So it's kind of annoying and difficult to find people to schedule with and, you know, work with my schedule and get all that stuff in. So I might try and get some people on, you know, maybe in the middle of the season, um, and, you know, just have, like, an extra podcast in there, maybe on, like, a Saturday or Sunday or some shit like that, and just throw it out there, possibly, but, uh, as it stands, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much working film review, uh, doing some fantasy stuff on the side, and, uh, then doing this podcast, uh, and then the weekends I take off because I'm, you know, I need to have a social life and all that other fun stuff, but, uh, anyway, let's, let's just get into this fucking week, man. What a shit week, right? I mean, there's six teams on by. This is the by NATO. They got, what, like, the Jags, Chargers, I don't know, by week seven's hell, uh, Bills, bunch of, bunch of fantasy-relevant stuff on by. Um, so yeah, if your lineup looks shit, it's not just your lineup, it's pretty much everyone else's, um, and, uh, yeah, we can all suffer through this together, and hopefully, you know, your opponent has it worse than you. That's kind of what happens on these big bye weeks, but, yeah. You know what? We're just gonna dive into the game. We got an interesting one tonight. We got the Broncos versus the Browns. Uh, Browns dealing with a shit ton of injuries. They're not starting Baker, obviously. We have Case Keenum going against the Broncos, which is pretty yikes, but they do get Landry back, which is nice. I, I do think that's pretty good. Even if Odell plays, I don't know, that AC joint sprain seems pretty bad, but maybe it's a lot worse, or a lot less bad than we think it is, or than people on Twitter think, because it's where I'm getting a lot of my information from. But nevertheless, I mean, if he plays, that's great for Keenum, because Baker can't figure it out. I I'm hoping Keenum can. I hope he has that 2017 season with the Vikings-esque performance tonight against a very tough Denver defense. Um, I I'm, I the spread, er, the points are one and a half, um, and I'll definitely take Cleveland there, minus one and a half, 100%. The over-under is 40 and a half. Kind of like the over there. I think even with the injuries, the Browns are the better team. I think they're still a really good team. I know they don't have the running backs, but I don't think Dernis Johnson is that bad of a running back. He might be one of the better backups in the NFL, and he's the third stringer. Plus, they have Felton, too, who they can use, you know, as a definitely number two, uh, you know, pass catcher, like maybe a Kareem Hunt role while Dernis Johnson gets the Chubb role. You know, it, it really, though, it depends on you know, what the offensive line looks like. I don't think it'll be that bad. I like James Hudson, who I believe started at right tackle uh, last week. I, as long as they have as long as they have their center, I think it'll be good tonight, and they might not. I think he's questionable, but if both tackles are out, it sucks. I still like the Browns. I don't think the Broncos, like, on paper have that good of a run defense. I think over the past three weeks, they haven't been as good as people have been saying they have over the year, and I think that's because they had some pretty cupcake opponents early on who didn't really need want to run the ball because they have rookie quarterbacks and they wanted to throw the ball. So, yeah, uh, shade on the Jaguars, but, you know, that's what I do half the time of the podcast. Just throw shade on my own favorite team, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> they fucking suck. Fuck them. But anyway, no, it doesn't matter. Uh, I got Cleveland in this one. They have better defense. Um, Greedy Williams has been playing really well. I don't know why people just forget he existed when he had a pretty good rookie year and then was hurt. Um, but people have really sharp memories, especially in football. You know, I was I was looking at the Tua discourse, you know, on um, on Twitter and. 
People were saying he's washed. He hasn't even played a full season yet. I, I don't understand where everyone got the notion that everyone's going to put up Justin Herbert numbers like their first season, and if they don't, they're a bad quarterback. But uh, I guess here we fucking are. It's it's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable to me. But uh, then again, people are entitled to their own opinions, even if they're stupid and wrong, which they are. Um, yeah, only listen to me. I'm the only one. Now you should get your sources from a billion different places. Uh, like I do, I get a secondary sources from PFF. I watch film. I get secondary sources from uh, Twitter as like a curator for good articles and good stats to check out. Yeah, you should get your source. You should get your sources from a billion different places. You know, obviously, but you know, if that's the first time you're hearing it, you might need help uh, in other aspects of your life too, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, alright, we got Cleveland Browns minus one and a half, and we got Cleveland straight up. Uh, the biggest thing I want to say out here for fantasy is it's going to be a defensive matchup. I still like the under 40 and a half, but yeah, I mean, I'm starting Jernish Johnson with confidence. I don't really care what the offensive line looks like. I, like I said, Detroit's, uh, Denver's defense isn't that good against the run. They're definitely better against the pass. Although Fuller has been a little bit worse this year. The, the secondary's taking a little bit of a step back. I, I can admit that. Um... It's going to be tough covering Landry, I think, for this Broncos team. Nevertheless, you know, it's Case Keenum. We don't really know what he's going to do. Baker looked actually pretty okay against Arizona. Uh, not as good the week before. But, yeah, the injury is definitely apparent. It's there. And uh, it might be holding him back a decent amount. So, good to get a healthy quarterback in there. It's the most important position on the field. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like the Browns. This this line was at three, I think, the first time I looked at it. Now it's minus one and a, or it's one and a half. So, yeah, I'm in on the Browns. I don't care where the money's coming in. You, you get plus 114 on the money line for Denver. Um, I'm not sure how much better Teddy Bridgewater is than Case Keenum, honestly. And if we have both starting, uh, you know, I'm sorry, if we have both starting wide receivers for the Browns and we've done people Jones worked in there and they use all three tight ends like they've been using most of the year, I, I think Cleveland's fine. Uh, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I understand the, the running backs are gone and that's a huge part of the offense, but uh, I mean, they have a great offensive line even with the two tackles are out and I uh, expect them to be good. All right, moving on to Cincinnati and the Ravens. It's at Baltimore, which is pretty tough for Cincinnati. Definitely a test. Um, I can't wait for Joe Burrow to perform better than Justin Herbert versus Ravens defense in back-to-back -back weeks. I think this is probably the closest comparison you'll get or you'll get to see from these two quarterbacks taking uh, top top three quarterbacks taken in the 2020 draft, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Burrow does a 1,000% better because Herbert had his worst game since, I want to say, New England last year, honestly. Um, he's been great all year. He really has been, and I hate that I have to say that, but I do have to say that every time because I'm a Justin Herbert hater for sure because uh, I don't think he's a top three quarterback. Apparently, that makes me a hater, but okay, you know, here we are. This is the new world, <laughs> new world, I guess, but whatever, dude. Uh, I guess that that is what it is. But yeah, I mean, I expect Burrow to be better. Um, he's... He's a star for me, and this is a really shitty week for quarterbacks, but he's only in my top 12, so I'm, I'm starting him. Uh, I like Cincinnati plus 6.5. I like the Ravens to win, though. I, you know, I, I might throw some money on Cincinnati plus 220 to win this game, because people, I still think, people still definitely think that Cincinnati is a pretender, and they're, they might be wild card bound. It was the defense that was a big question coming in, and they've got a lot of good defensive players who have really been stepping up. Logan Wilson's been good. Um, Hilton's been good. Apple hasn't been that good. The safeties have been very good. Um, the two edge rushers have been great. I, I like that. Tough thing, though, is that the Ravens are going to be able to run the ball. I, I like what I saw out of Freeman. I like what I saw out of Latavius, because he just does the same plotting thing he's always done, which is fine for them. You know, if we get this stuff going, uh, the Ravens, I think, will be able to run the ball a lot easier than throw the ball in the Bengals. And they probably do win, but I'm not, I'm expecting a backdoor cover of this game to be a lot closer. Even Cincinnati to win, I got like a 20% chance, 25% chance they win. If you like the plus 220 on that, I definitely want to bet on it for sure. But I like the Ravens to win. They're a better team. There's two quarterbacks maybe better than Lamar, Mahomes, and Kyler. 
I think he's he's top three for sure for me. Uh, he, definitely, he's top three. Uh, and and you know, as much as I like Burrow, he's he's top ten uh, in front of Herbert, but he's not better than Lamar. He does have better weapons. Chase has been a really surprisingly good uh, player so far. He's improved every week. In the beginning, he was just catching deep balls because DBs were fucking stupid and couldn't really handle him uh, running around deep for like 10 minutes when Burrow had all sorts of time. Uh, but as as the games have gone on, he, he's looked a lot better. You know, he's able to have contested catches. He's able to catch. He's dropping less balls. Although we still see some drops here and here and there, which is, you know, whatever. But I, also one of the main things that I literally never saw from him in college ever in the 2019 film, and I watched a lot of film on Jamar Chase, I never saw him block, or even try to block ever, and as everyone's seen, I'm sure you've seen it by now, is him blocking on the, blocking on the mix and touchdown, yeah, that was pretty impressive, pretty nice to see him actually trying to put some effort in there and getting his team to win, a huge W for him, uh, I'm expecting T to still be the number one receiver on this team, I don't care what six weird games, or six game sample size says to people that Jamar Chase is now the alpha, the number one there. He's definitely the better deep ball threat, I think, but T is better in contested catches. T is a better, just... I don't want to say, like, normal receiver, because I think that's a bad connotation, but he's a, he's a great possession receiver who should go for a 1,000 yards, or should be on pace for a 1,000 yards by the end of the year. I mean, I know he's missed for injury. He came back last week, and they were dominated, so I don't think he played as much as he normally should have. T is a top 12 dynasty wide receiver for me. Definitely a thousand percent. He will be a top twenty-four receiver by the end of the year. I just book it. Especially uh, per games played, he he'll definitely be there. I think he can get into the top twenty-four though, as long as you don't have to deal with any more injuries. Um, I I don't know where Humphrey's going to go. Average's been pretty good, but I think they just use the two safeties uh, in Baltimore to, to to try and blanket Chase as much as possible. I think it's possible or likely that we do see T have less coverage than Chase because of what he's done, you know, production-wise, um, and that'll be a mistake. So maybe Cincinnati takes advantage, maybe not. Uh, the offensive line is looking pretty good, especially from last week. I'm, I'm definitely a fan. Uh, Baltimore has dealt with the most, I think, the most injuries, most guys in the IR in the NFL, and they have been absolutely killing it still. They're a great team. They're playoff-bound for sure. Bengals will have to beat the Browns in order to get to the playoffs, because one of those two teams are making it, and I don't think both of them are going to make it. So I think we'll get two from there. Probably or one, we'll probably we'll get two because the division winner, and then we'll get uh, a likely. I think likely still the Browns are still my favorite over the Bengals, but we'll get two from there, and then we'll get at least two from the West, the AFC West, whether it be the Chargers, um, Raiders, or the uh, Kansas City. It could even be those could be the teams right there: the Bengals, the Browns. Or I'm sorry, the, the Bengals or the Browns, and then the Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders because. I don't know, New England could sneak in there, that's definitely for sure they could do that, they could also win the division, because I don't think Buffalo's as good as people think, but still still pretty good team, uh, I don't think there's anyone else in the South, so, yeah, because uh, the Titans are just going to run away with that division, everyone else is trash, don't, don't buy any Colts type, they're still bad. Alright, um, yeah, for starting and sitting in this game, yeah, I think I talked about it a little bit, you know, Lamar's a stud, everyone's a stud, I thought Freeman played better than Latavius last week, so if you're having a decision, or Latavius appears to be hurt, might not play, definitely slot in Freeman there, he's going to be good if they use him, and if there's no Latavius, they're a thousand percent using him, I don't care what Lev Bell gets in there, he was definitely not as good as, uh, Freeman. Alright, moving on, we got the Panthers and the Giants, the Panthers are only three points favorites, and the Giants are plus three, uh, it's in New York. So there is that, you know, minus three or whatever type or three-point swing that they usually give home teams, whatever, and the Giants are still underdogs. Home dogs, not great. 
they just don't have, you know, their, their guys. I mean, if we see Saquon, we see Kadarius Tony, we see Galladay out there. Yeah, I'll take the Giants, I think, as the underdogs. I need to put some underdogs in. But right now, it's Carolina. As much as I don't like Darnold, you know, he had a pretty good, honestly, probably the most impressive drive I've seen from Darnold his entire history of his career was when he came back against Minnesota to tie it up. Uh, that fourth down throw was great, great poise. You know, he's dealing with a lot of drops from Anderson. He dealt with the drop from Chuba Hubbard on that drive. Uh, it was really bad, and he stayed poised in the pocket, and he looks pretty good in the pocket. I will say, the one thing I'll compliment Darnold on is he looks good in the pocket, but he's not the long-term answer for Carolina. If he hasn't figured it out in five years, and he's having good halves and then bad halves, and then just really, you know, he's flashing some stuff, he's flashing some stuff, which I admit, he definitely is flashing some good ability there, but it's taking too long to put it all together. He's got to be a backup somewhere. He can't be your starting quarterback for a Panthers team that's going to compete for a playoff spot next year. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else where they can try him out in... I don't know, Washington or, or something, or, or maybe on Detroit, they'll take another orphan quarterback in there next year and try him out, see if maybe they can figure something out with him. Uh, I just, I just, Darnold isn't it for the Panthers. And he definitely is sinking this very, very talented team. The defense is better than the Giants this year, which is something I didn't expect at all, because I still really like the Giants defense, at least the personnel there. Williams is great at front. I love Ojolari. Uh The two cornerbacks are good. Peppers has definitely fallen off a little bit, which is disappointing, but... Yeah, I think Booker's a pretty decent running back, but the Giants don't have a great offensive line. It's definitely below average. I don't think all the players on the line are as bad as people say they are. Like, I like Will Hernandez a decent amount. But, yeah, uh, it's... the Giants get their guys back. Uh, and, you know, the offensive coordinator, Garrett, actually runs a decent amount of RPOs, which he's done in the past and he's won them games because you've got to use Jones in the running game. Like, do they not understand what every single person who watches this game understands is that Daniel Jones is way better running the football than he is passing the football. It's not fucking close. Why aren't you doing more RPOs? Why aren't you doing more rollouts? It, it just boggles my mind. What a shitty offensive coordinator. Fuck him. Uh, fuck Garrett. I, I defended him a decent amount in Dallas. I thought he wasn't that bad, but he's doing a terrible job as an offensive coordinator here. From what I can tell, again, it is difficult to, you know, look at coaches uh, from the outside and actually see how, you know, they're doing. Like, I don't know if he's calling all the plays. I don't know what he's doing in drills and stuff like that. I'm not privy to that information. So, you know, as much as I want to shit on him, I'm just shitting on whoever's calling the plays, really. I think it's Garrett. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. It's impossible to really even tell, even though they might tell you in press conferences. You, you, you still don't fucking know. Uh, I, yeah, I just hate the way their offense is running. They don't have their weapons, so it's a, it's pretty easy Carolina for me right now. Uh, the over-under is 43.5. I kind of like the under there. But, uh, yeah, Panthers take this one. I'll take a minus three, too. All right, next one, we got the football team and the Packers. Um... Yeah, Heineke's a great start this week. Terry McLaurin's a great start this week. Uh, Heineke's a trash quarterback in real life, so there's no way the football team beats the Packers. There's no way. But, you know, backdoor cover plus 7.5 is not something I'm, you know, scoffing at. Uh, one of these days, the football team's defense is going to figure it out. I've been saying it every week. Hasn't happened yet. Probably won't happen against the Packers. But, I mean, if they're able to just focus on covering Adams and then gets a lot of pressure on on uh, on Rodgers, I mean, we saw it in the first half of the Bears game, you know, they're, you're able to stay in it. I don't know when the defense is going to come together, like I've said, but it'll come together one of these times, and I like seven and a half points, because the secondary for Green Bay is really banged up. No Jair, they had no King last week. I, They looked okay against uh, Fields, but anytime he threw the ball to Allen, like Heineke will throw the ball directly to McLaurin a bunch, hopefully it's more on target than last week, but anytime Fields threw the ball to Allen Robinson, which I think they're, honestly, at this point, Heineke and Fields are comparable at this point in their career, and definitely Robinson and Terry are comparable at this point in their career, so all you have to do is just do that, and if Fields were to throw the ball more to Allen that game, they might have won, honestly, 
Heineke just throws the ball deep to McLaurin, throws the ball wherever McLaurin, do it as much as you can, be more accurate than last week. They'll be able to keep up a decent amount. So I like the points here for Washington. I could see it even going higher to eight, eight and a half for Washington. So I bet a lot of money comes in on Green Bay, but I think Green Bay wins this one. Not really close. The offense for Green Bay is better than the uh, the, the offense for the football team. Green Bay defense, probably better than the, the football team offense. Uh, if they're able to shut down McLaurin, which is a tough task. I just like the points here. There's, I just don't see Heineke beating uh, Aaron Rodgers with the talent that he has around him. Not that, you know, people are injured and not that they have the best team ever, but they have a good team. Rodgers is an MVP candidate always. He never turns the ball over, which is huge. You know, a good defense has to kind of force turnovers. Uh, maybe, maybe some fumbles, but he doesn't throw picks. And uh, yeah, I saw an interesting report that Landon Collins or was talked into being moved into a linebacker. He seems like a problem in the secondary. He seems like he's always been a problem in the secondary. I'm really not liking the safeties for the football team this year. But you know, you can't take away from the aggression on the cornerback side for sure. Um, it is frustrating that this defense was so good last year, and you know, isn't really even dealing with that many injuries and just kind of falling apart. This is very frustrating. I'm blaming a lot of this on scheme and the safety play. A little bit on the cornerbacks. It's definitely not the line. That's the only thing I really know about the football team defense. So the rest is just, maybe they'll get it together. Maybe they won't. I think they can and they should. But, you know, one of these weeks they'll do it. 40 and a half seems low. I kind of like the over there. But, again, I'll take Green Bay straight up. And then I'll take the football team plus seven and a half. You know, I, I'm honestly taking a lot of favorites this, this week. And I'll take some of the points on some of these. But, yeah, I think I have maybe like two or three underdogs in this week. Not not great. I might have to look into changing that on Sunday. You know, you can check me out on Baking Games Jesse on Twitter, at Baking Games Jesse on Twitter. If you want to see, you know, my final resorts of what I'm betting on, I put them out right before the games. So you can check it out. You can throw your bets in. I always wait until at least the uh, the injury report is out. So like 1130 to 12-ish or 12-30, I usually put them out. So you can always check out my revised stuff there if I go away from any of this. But it's just a good baseline of what I'm normally picking. I don't change too much, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, McKissick, even if Antonio Gibson goes, I still love as a start uh, in any kind of PPR format. They'll be coming from behind. They use them both, or they used McKissick a good amount in the two-minute warnings, or he's the only running back out there. I don't really know what Gibson's status is. He sounds like he might be on track to play, but I don't care. I still like uh, Mc, uh, McKissick as a running back, especially on the Biden-Mageddon week, so, yeah. All right, next one I got is the Chiefs and the Titans. The Chiefs are only four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans, which is pretty cringe. I don't love that. Uh, so I'm taking Kansas City straight up, and I'm taking Kansas City minus four and a half. This goes up to seven for whatever reason. I'll be on the Titans. I think the Titans are riding a little bit of the wave from last week beating the Bills, like I called three weeks ago. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, or you're listening to me on Twitter, you're going to a shit ton of money in the Titans game, guys. Gotta listen to me when I, when I, uh, when I definitely get adamant about these underdogs. You know, I've been on, I was on Pittsburgh first week. I've been on Pittsburgh a few times. I've been on the Raiders, killing it, especially early on, um, yeah, when, when I really, you know, go for something, I, I, it's worked out so far this year. You know, I'm plus f- f- 400% on my bets, so I feel pretty good. Uh, the Bears one was tough last week, for sure, but that was kind of, I was going to Chicago, and I want to see them win, and, uh, you know, it was just a, it was a fun thing. I, I didn't push that one as hard, I don't think, but it definitely fucked up, so, you know, if you want to lambast me for that, that's totally fair. Nevertheless, I think the Titans are getting a little bit of a boost. Uh, I know Henry's great. Uh, he's been great this year. He's been even better than he has been in past years this year, which is fucking scary shit to ever see. He's actually sometimes breaking guys in the backfield more than I've seen him do in the past. He's getting up to speed faster sometimes. He His stiff arm is just as good as ever. He's able to catch the ball this year, or at least they're working him in that kind of game, which is really, really smart because once that guy gets up to speed, you know, to get him in the flat with uh, with no one around him, he gets up to speed a lot faster and then there's no stopping him. He's been able to fall forward, which is a really underrated ability that running backs have. It's something that Najee Harris doesn't really have, which really makes me dislike him uh, at points. But, you know, and then again, the usage for him is insane. So 
That is what it is. We'll get to that when we talk about Pittsburgh. But, like I said, Henry's been great. He's been even better than he is last year. Um, he could lead the team. You know, they could, you know, rest on Henry. They've done it in the past. Uh, but I think this is the Chiefs defense. The consensus seems to be that they're pretty bad. And I tend to lean on they're definitely below average, where I was a little bit confused you know, early on in the year, I think, I think they're definitely worse than I thought they were because they were middle of the road, I thought, and no, I don't think they're as good. <sighs> I think this is an A.J. Brown comeback game. If Julio plays, it'll be a Julio game. I expect Tannehill to pass the ball a lot. I expect it to be a passing duel with, you know, probably an explosive run or two from Henry in there because, again, Kansas City probably can't play. I like Bolton, though. He's a pretty good tackler. Uh, I like Legarius Sneed. Legarius? Legarius? I think it's Legarius Sneed. Whatever, I like Sneed, the cornerback, you know. I like number 37 who filled in last week. Uh, for Ward, uh, I wrote about him on Twitter. He was pretty good. So there, there are some things there to look at that's not too bad. But yeah, I just I think Kansas City could blow them out. I think Kansas City definitely wins, and the fifty-seven and a half is pretty high. But I still like that's actually pretty high. You have to get what like thirty points each, pretty much. Kind of feels like you have to take the under if you're betting on that. But I'd probably just stay away if I'm you know a betting man, which I am. I'd probably just stay away from this one. So yeah, I mean, the 40, four and a half is definitely tough. Um, I'm not, you know, it's interesting. The plus four and a half is minus 106 on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and it's the minus four and a half for Kansas City is minus 114. So that's interesting. Uh, make it that what you will. It kind of feels like that makes me, or it makes me feel like people, they want people to take Tennessee. And I still think Tennessee is good, but definitely not as good as the Chiefs. So we're going Chiefs. Chiefs by a touchdown. I think that's what it'll end up being. Uh, Tennessee could definitely backdoor cover, but mm, it's kind of cringe. You start all your starters here. You know, the over under 57 and a half. Vegas is expecting a lot of points. I'm expecting a lot of points. I think a lot of people are expecting a lot of points. <sighs> Titans still have a good defense, but they did lose two of their top corners this year so far. Fulton and, you know, the draft pick, which really sucks. But they still have pretty good defense. Harold Landry is perennially underrated. Uh, but that is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I think the 3-4 setup they have, though, is actually pretty decent to stop any running backs, but you don't have really a choice. If, you know, you don't have CEH, you don't, you have, you're starting Williams, there probably aren't better options, so you, you definitely start him with confidence. All right, moving on, we got the Atlanta uh, Falcons versus Miami Dolphins. It looks like the Dolphins are getting their top two cornerbacks, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones and Preston Wilson and also Parker back this week. This is an easy, 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 easy Miami pick for me. Plus two and a half, a thousand percent, and they're running the game. Two is back. He's going to look better than Matt Ryan. I'll, I will say, I do expect, uh, you know, after a bye week for them to figure out how to get Ridley more involved, so definitely should be a fun Ridley game. He'll go up against Howard, probably, if he's healthy and good enough to play, or, or you know, if one of those quarterbacks is healthy, then it'll be good. If both those quarterbacks are inactive, ooh, uh, still like Miami, just not as much. Definitely take the points, definitely still take him straight up, but... Yeah, that's that's definitely not as fun to look at. It just really isn't. Uh, it'll be a shootout then, and I like two in a shootout even over um over Matt Ryan. Honestly, the defense for Atlanta is way worse than Miami. Miami can get to the can blitz blitz at least. I've seen a lot of Miami fans because apparently I'm ensconced in Miami Twitter because I'm a, a Tua stand now. I've been a Tua stand for a while, but apparently I'm you know I'm seeing a lot of Miami stuff and. I don't think the offensive line is as bad as people think, or at least it will get better with time. You know, this is probably a lost season. They're one and five right now. It really sucks. They lost to the Jaguars. Should have been two and four, probably, or at least two and four. 
not a bad Miami team, you know, this is a team that's 1-5 that people are going to write off, but I'm looking to ride them, depending on who they play the next few weeks, into some money, for sure, so keep an eye on Miami, they're not a bad team, especially when they beat the Falcons this week, who are 2-4, and four, which is, you know, impressive in its own right, I'm loving what I'm seeing from them using Pitts on the outside, uh, that's great, that's really going to be good for him for fantasy, uh, one of my bold predictions was that he finished worse than Goddard, Fant, and Hawkinson, if they keep using him like a wide receiver, then... He probably will finish ahead of those guys, unfortunately. Um, I don't know much else to say. Oh, I don't want to start any Miami running back, except if you're obviously in deep trouble this week, because there's so many guys on by. If you guys guys that are hurt, you don't have their backups. I would take a chance at Malcolm Brown. You know, he's definitely going to catch the ball a lot more. Tua has a better deep arm than people think, but they're using Waddle close, they're using Gasecki close, they're using, you know, those kind of guys as dudes who can catch the ball, so... I, I think they're going to be throwing a lot. I think Malcolm Brown will be involved more. I mean, why bring him in in the offseason if you're not going to use him as a passing back? That's what he was in, on the Rams, so it just makes sense to me. If you want to start a running back in Miami, it's Malcolm Brown. All right, we're moving on to the Jets and the Patriots. It's at New England. The Jets are only seven-point underdogs. I just feel like people are still perennially underrating the Patriots. Mac Jones has looked, so far, uh, especially statistically, as the best rookie quarterback, uh, better than... You know, he's my fifth quarterback, I think, on my big board, and I maybe he was my sixth even, and he's looking pretty good this year. The offensive line has been really shook around for the Patriots. I expect it to get a lot more settled, uh, especially with guys coming back this week. I like the Patriots minus seven, a thousand percent. I like the Patriots straight up. It shouldn't be this close. We know what Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks, although he wasn't able to do it against... Oh, Houston last week. But Houston got lucky, or two weeks ago. Houston got lucky with a few plays, honestly. Uh, as good as I think, actually, uh, Davis Mills has looked, which is <laughs> better than Zach Wilson so far, which is pretty pretty sad. But, yeah, I, I he, he's looked better. But nevertheless, I, I don't think Wilson and Co. will be able to beat the Patriots in Foxborough. So this is an easy, obviously, uh, winner. Uh, and... I still like the minus seven. The secondary's been worse. I don't know why they traded away Gilmore, but he was on the pup, so I guess Belichick is just, you know, they're two and four looking to make a move. You know, I'm not really sure when they're going to get him back. Uh, I think the front four is really good. Judon's been a great addition. He's been great for them. I know they're dealing with a little bit of injuries on the uh, pass rushing side, but still a huge believer. Love Barrymore in the center still. He's come, he's not come a long way because I thought he was very good, but I really like the draft pick. I think he's been good so far. Um, and, you know, they say it every week, but. We're hoping for a Myers touchdown, because he's an easy start. The only Patriot I want to start besides Hunter Henry on the offense. Oh, and, and definitely Harris. I think this is a... Especially if they're getting guys back on the O-line for New England, I, I expect them to run the ball a crap ton. Uh, Mac Jones is probably an okay start, especially uh, in two-quarterback leagues. He's an easy, easy start. He's, I think he's around, like, 15 for me ranked. He's something like that. Uh, so I just... Yeah, I really want to really start him. And, uh... And, and start three... I'm going to start four New England Patriots. Uh, John, I don't know what they're doing. He's a pretty good blocker, so I... I, I <laughs> it makes sense to me why Belichick brought in a good blocker and paid him, paid him a bunch of money to play tight end. I don't know why people are just upset about that. I think it's just the fantasy community being like, they paid him so much money, why isn't he catching the ball? Because they have Hunter Henry and catch the ball better, and John can block better than Hunter, so it just kind of makes sense to me. Uh, for the Jets, yeah, I mean, um, you can start Michael Carter and Corey Davis... Uh, this just feels like a spot where we're getting close to why aren't we throwing out Denzel Mims, and it's definitely the coaching staff's fault. So, yeah, hopefully we see some Mims at some point. You know, they're coming off the bye week in week six, so maybe we see some different things. Maybe that's why they're only seven-point dogs. Still, the Jets aren't beating New England in Fox Row. I can't remember the last time that's happened. Probably when they went on their run in, like, the mid-2000s. That's probably the last time. It's just, it's just not going to happen. The over is 42.5. I like the under here. 
Alright, we got the Lions and the Rams. Uh, the Rams are minus 1400. Uh, the spread is 16.5. And, and I'm going to take the Lions plus 16.5 and, and the Rams to win this one. The Rams are a Super Bowl team. This is Matt Stafford. <laughs> Uh, revenge game. I'm starting everyone I can on the Rams uh, side. And even like this game could get so out of hand that they just start putting in the backups, especially for the fourth quarter. So I'm okay with starting like a guy like off. I'm okay with starting a guy like Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't know where Jalen's going to be. He probably won't travel, although he's best. He's definitely not best in, in, uh, in excuse me, in zone. I like him better in man, but I don't think he mans up with anyone, you know, too good. Khalif Raymond could be an interesting guy, you know, by week for most people. If you wanted to start him, He's getting the targets that I think we're supposed to go to Cephas, so maybe I like St. Brown definitely better. But yeah, I'm taking the points, plus 16.5, and, and I'm taking the Rams straight up. Uh, backdoor cover seems easy. They covered a lot, even with the banged-up offensive line, which will be tough to start Donald, Donald, uh, Donald excuse me, Aaron Donald. I, I'm just not sure how long those starters will stay in, because I expect this to be a pretty big blowout at halftime. Um, it's a Jared Goff <laughs> revenge game, too. Should be kind of fun. Him, he knows McVay probably better than any other quarterback in the NFL, so, uh, you know, maybe that gives some insights to me, help Detroit cover, but I, I definitely like them covering with this point spread. They've covered a lot, and I know they've lost guys since they've been good at covering, but still, I still I still like them to do it, honestly. Uh, Detroit's a pretty terrible defense, so, yeah, I'm starting Van Jefferson where I can, too, be, or where I have to, too, because, you know, don't have other choices. I think he's a fine, fine play, for sure. Alright, next up, we got the Eagles and the Raiders. Uh, I don't really know why the Eagles are only three-point dogs when they're at Vegas, but Vegas is a better football team by a country mile. It's it's not close. This minus plus 148 is pretty good odds, honestly. As much as I think Jalen Hurts is a great weapon for fantasy, they still don't use him right. They don't even use Miles Sanders right. The Ravens have a, or, I'm sorry, the Raiders have a great pass rush. Uh, that I think is athletic enough to contain. Also hurts. Like, I don't think a lot of pass rushers are really equipped to handle. Uh, I, I love what I'm seeing from the linebackers, especially covering a, a running quarterback. Still definitely an easy start for Hurts. He's like a top six for me. Uh, quarterback to start, because, you know, he just runs the ball shit ton. But I don't think this will be even close to three points. Uh, the Raiders will, will blow him out. I like starting Carr. Even though Darius Slay's been really good this year. Uh, he had kind of a down year coming first over to Philadelphia. It was kind of a weird year anyway for Philadelphia. He's been really good. Uh, but can he start, can he stop Rugs? Can anyone stop Rugs, really? I doubt it. Uh, this will bury the Eagles, the Ravens, Raiders by like 10, honestly. And I say that, I feel like it might bite me in the ass. But, you know, that is what it is. I, I still like the Raiders for sure. They're a playoff team. They're going to be 5 and 2 after this week. They're 4 and 2. Yeah, they're going to be 5 and 2 after this week, and, you know. I'm going to ride them into the sunset and making the playoffs, so good stuff. All right, next up, we got the Bears and the Buccaneers. I'm I'm taking the Buccaneers for sure, but the Bears only 12 and a half. That's, that's too easy for me to take the Bears. I'll take the Bears plus 12 and a half all day. I mean, I think the Bears' defense is better than the Buccaneers might be. It's definitely close. I think, you know, I'm going to say the Bears' defense is better than the Buccaneers' defense. Yeah, I agree with that a thousand percent. The problem, you know, obviously is the other side. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is top five. The Bears are bottom five for sure. Uh, I know it's a little tough to start Khalil Herbert, especially with Williams coming probably back off the IR COVID list. Uh, but he's the better running back by far. He's the young guy and it's tough. It's a tough matchup for the Buccaneers, but he's in my top 24. If you have to start him for whatever reason, like you probably do, he's an easy, easy start for me. I love the talent there. I don't think it goes away. I think the Bears blocked okay against... Uh, in the run, at least, against Green Bay, and they don't have a bad run D, but this is obviously a whole other animal with the Buccaneers, so it's going to be tough, but uh, yeah, definitely can start Herbert. I'm starting Allen Robinson. Don't care. 
Uh, Fields will hopefully figure it out. Just throw the ball deep to Robinson, let him do his shit. Kind of figured it out a little bit last week, but didn't really follow up on it. I hope the Bears' offensive coordinator, whoever's calling the plays, gets him out in space. I just really hope that happens because I, it blows my goddamn mind why this isn't happening. Uh, if you want to bet a long underdog, though, like if, if you're thinking between Detroit, the Bears, and the Texans, I've, <laughs> I'd probably go Bears here. Because you never know what you can get from a rookie quarterback. I still don't hate Fields. I think he could be a bust for sure. But, you know, it's, it's way too early to tell. Too, too fucking early to tell. Uh, so, but I mean, it's at, it's at Buc the Buccaneers. I don't care. This can easily be a backdoor cover too. I mean, we're getting 12 and a half points. That's, you know, that could be two possessions almost, you know, the, the Buccaneers don't care. Like we saw last week, we saw against the Eagles on Monday night. They just took a knee at like the one. They don't care about the spread, nor should they. I like the Bears plus 12 and a half for sure. Over here is 47, kind of like the over, honestly. Uh, and it's not because I expect the Buccaneers to just dominate so much. I kind of think we'll see some turnover touchdown magic happen on it. Uh, that kind of stuff. Um, definitely be an interesting test for Fields. He did get crushed when they played the Browns. So, you know, Buccaneers defense definitely a start. But I like the Bears defense start, too. It's, it's a tough week, like I said, especially for defenses when, you know, Buffalo's out. But <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, all right, moving on to the Texans. There's only three more games. We're shooting through this pod, huh? 32 minutes? Yeah. We're shooting through it. I mean, they're they're... This, I think this, this is the, the most teams on bye we'll see all year because you know, we bye week into week 14. So, All right, we got the Texans and the Cardinals. I'm taking the Texans plus 70.5. I know I took them plus 10 last week, and they disappointed super hard, but I think they got very unlucky. They turned the ball over at really inopportune moments where they were in the red zone and should have been at least getting there. Uh, I think the Cardinals will win outright for sure. But, I mean, you know, I, I, if you want to throw like, te like five bucks on the, the Texans, you 45 out of that, I don't hate it at all. Uh, I think the Texans are better than, than people think they are. They're, they, they're just playing really well as a unit, honestly. I think Davis Mills is actually not that bad, or hasn't played that bad, at least. I was a believer a little bit last week, and it was disappointing against what I don't consider a very good Indianapolis defense, but they ran a lot of screens, which is just dumb, because the Indianapolis secondary is the most, uh, the worst part of it. They've got, you know, Okariki, and they've got Leonard uh, to, to prowl those guys, and they've got... I think faster ends than people think, and DeForest Buckner up the middle. Why are you throwing screens when you should be throwing the ball deep? Anytime you threw the ball to Cooks, he was wide open in the middle. I don't, I don't understand why we're, why the Texans weren't doing that. That just really bothers me. But whatever, it, uh, it is what it is, and I, I just, I like the cover here, man. I, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to win all their games. They're probably going to win eleven or twelve games, which is fine. They're going to start losing soon. As much as, you know, I had, I had them in the winter, I had them 9-8 and eight before fourth place in the division, but, you know, I think that division is just super talented, so kind of makes sense to me, but I, I just, they're going to start losing at some point, and while I, I think they're pretty much a lock for the playoffs at this point, because they still have a good team, uh, I, some good defensive players, you know, Watt has shown up for sure, Revenge Game Watt, LOL, Revenge Game Hopkins, LOL, uh, Revenge Game uh, David Johnson on the other side, uh, I, I just, I think... I think Houston can do it. Whatever. That's fine. The over under is 47.5. I like the over for sure. Start, you know, uh, I still don't like AJ Green, although he's been performing. He's catching touchdowns. I hate it. I don't think he's that good. He's a glorified tight end. I love Ertz. I think he kind of takes over since he's, you know, way better than Max Williams. I think it's kind of makes, you know, AJ Brown, um, I'm sorry, AJ Green a lot more use useless, more seeing a lot more snaps. I think Kirk is seeing more snaps too. I w I, it would make sense for them to kind of fade away from AJ Green, except maybe in the red zone. So if you want to take like a flyer on a tight end wide receiver type deal, because it's the by NATO or by, by apocalypse, I get it. I'm not recommending it, but I get it. I like Kirk and uh, more a lot more.
for sure. You know, Cooks is an easy start. Lindsay had a few okay rushes. Buddha Ingram's the guy there, even if he's, you know, a, a plotter in the same way that, you know, uh, Latavius Murray is. Um, yeah, Cooks is an easy start. That's about it. I, I, I don't think Davis Mills is going to perform as badly as people think. I think he's ranked 20 or 21st for me. So better than a few other quarterbacks on, on you know, the start list for this week. So Cook, you could do a lot worse. That's all I'll say. Uh, then we got Indianapolis and the 49ers. I've got the 49ers straight up coming off a of bye week. Hopefully, Jimmy plays. If Jimmy doesn't play and it's a Trey Lance game, I could take Indianapolis with the points plus 4.5. But at this point, I'm going to take the 49ers minus 4.5 and the 49ers straight up. Way better defense. Not, e- not even not even in the same stratosphere. The Colts defense is the 49ers defense. It's in San Francisco, coming off a of bye week. This should not be close in any fucking respect. And if you want to lose money betting on the Colts because it's plus 184 and you don't think they're that bad of a team, go ahead and lose your money. That's on you. Uh, but I, I mean, you know, Trey Lance definitely gets a little bit closer. I, I, I will definitely say that. And Wentz looked really good last week. You know, he only threw 20 passes. He completed 11 of them, but looked great. You know, hopefully T.Y. plays because that'll, that'll definitely help swing the game in Indianapolis's favor. But as it stands right now, I'm expecting Jimmy to play. I'm not expecting actually T.Y. to play, which is unfortunate because he's a great waiver wire pickup if he actually plays. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm expecting, and I'm um, taking the 49ers. Uh, Eliza Mitchell should be the guy. Uh, I liked him better than Trey Sermon coming into the year. I'll still stand by that, 1,000%. I think he's a fine start. Uh, the Colts definitely have a better run defense than they have pass defense, because their pass defense is shit. I expect Debo to break at least one big one. We could see more Ayuk coming out of the bye week. I think I think it's a pretty good time for him to get more involved, because I did call him a bust in the beginning of the year, uh, before the year started, which I totally agree with, because he was going way too high for my liking. But he's not as bad as a receiver as the stats have shown. You know, he's pretty good contested catch. Uh, he can be used like Debo. Um, we still don't have Kittle, right? So I, I think he should be used in, in another kind of quick role that is there. I, I expect him to be used more, for sure. Uh, Pittman's a great start. You know, uh, Thomas is a great start. I, I was starting Heem Hines because you probably don't have a lot of guys uh, that aren't unbiased, and Heem Hines is a fine start for me. Uh, as much as I do like Mitchell, and I do like Mitchell a lot, <laughs> it is, uh, it's almost impossible to tell which running backs you're going to use when. So, you know, start at your own risk for sure, but this is a risky week no matter what, right? So, that's what you got to do. Uh, New Orleans at the Saints. You know, uh, the, uh, the Saints covered last week against... Uh, Excuse me, they covered last week against Pittsburgh, which I was very surprised at. I really didn't think that was going to happen. But, yeah, I um, <laughs> I don't think this one is going to be as close. New Orleans is coming off a bye week. Uh, Jameis is still bad. The defense is very good. Geno Smith is not good. The Seahawks defense is kind of mad as much as I like players on it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just not great stuff going, uh, going for Seattle uh, without Russ there. As much as I'd like to take them or take the points, I got New Orleans minus four and a half, and I got New Orleans straight up. Going to be a lot of parlays I'm going to put on the Sunday slate because, yeah, I'm taking a lot of favorites here. So something I like early might be like New England, or I'm sorry, the Saints, the 49ers, and the Raiders, or the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs, or the Ravens, the Patriots, and... I'm saying a lot of the same names. Well, you know, a lot of those ones I think are pretty good there, and it'll actually be pretty decent odds for a three-game parlay or a two-game parlay to at least get it in the money, you know? If you want to take, like, New Orleans and San Fran as, like, a, a two-game parlay to get it... What is that? Did that get you plus money? It gets you plus 114, what I'm seeing on my, my screen right now. So I kind of like that, you know, in, in, a, in a place where, you know, a lot of the favorites are winning. Like, last week, you know, the parlays with, you know, two legs with two guys definitely makes you actually, you know, get your money's worth there, which I think is good. 
So, yeah, those stuff are going to look for on Sunday that I'll put out on my Twitter. So check that out if you have Twitter, or if you don't, you're dumb, you should get Twitter, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I guess talk about a little bit, Seahawks. Um, I If you don't have an IR spot for Michael Thomas, and you're like 3-3 three and three or 2 wins or something right now, and you lose this week especially, he's a cut candidate for me. I know you probably held on to him a decent amount on the IR and stuff like that, or if you need an IR space. I, I get cutting him if you need to win. If you don't need to win, then definitely keep him stashed. No, no reason to, to not do that. But, yeah, you know, we keep moving this timeline back. I'm really not sure when he's going to come back. I, I do like the fact that Jameis is becoming more of a checkdown guy when, when when Thomas comes back. But I don't know when that'll be, even if it's going to be this season. I really don't know, and I don't think anyone does. If anyone tells you they're a soothsayer on that shit, they're fucking soothsayer and they're a liar. Don't trust anyone on that shit who really knows the injury, because no one does. No one fucking does. Um, yeah, so Saints defense definitely trumps Seahawks defense, and the Saints offense has, they have a good offensive line, they've got Kamara, that should be enough. Uh, yeah. And, uh, as a final wrap-up thing, what do we got going on? Um, I love the Rams for the Super Bowl, big fan. I think the Patriots, I guess this would be like some hot takes or some things how I'm feeling. I think the Patriots are still, uh, very capable, and Miami is even capable of making the wild card. Still think it's very capable within their hands. They gotta win this week, though, for sure. These are easy, winnable games, I have to do it now. Uh, the Titans will win the division, probably with 10 wins, but, you know, if we don't start seeing good stuff out of A.J. Brown, which I know we definitely can do, and I know Tannehill can get there, if we don't see that happening, and, you know, Julio stays injured, Fulton stays injured, you know, they obviously lost their first-round pick, I think, I mean, uh, what, he's he's done for the season, I love Jackrabbit still, but it really needs to come together, you know, I love Bayard, and I, I love if Hooker can get on the field and stay on the field, but a lot of injuries, they'll definitely win the division, like I said, because the Colts suck, the Jags suck, and Houston sucks, comparatively. So there's no worries there. Just going any farther is just pretty cringe. I have the Chiefs making the uh, still winning the division. I think if you can get plus money on that, that's dope. Uh, I do still like the Raiders to win the division. Or, I'm sorry, I like the Raiders to make the playoffs, which is an easy bet for me in the beginning of the year. The Seahawks can survive, you know, without Russ and possibly make it, but right now they're the fourth best in their division. Um, I hope the 49ers keep Jimmy G as their quarterback. Don't think Lance deserves it. Uh, a shot to, to start over him. I don't think he he's good enough for that. I don't know if he's even ever going to be good enough for that. Uh, better than Jimmy G in that offense, but you know maybe Shannon will switch it up because I trust him. He seems to be an offensive genius, and I'll agree with that a thousand percent. But the offense has to be switched up when 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 he's in there. Uh, it's not even close. He's got a big arm. He can run the ball. You you can't do these short check down Jimmy G stuff. It's the opposite. Very very odd. But you know whatever they, they do their own thing. It's fine by me. Uh, football team, like I said before, they need to figure out their defense. Uh, it's going to happen one of these weeks, and don't be surprised when it does. It's going to happen. It, they're, they're too, they have too many talented players for it not to happen. Yeah, keep an eye on Cincinnati. Um, keep an eye on the Burrow, uh, Tua, and uh, Herbert discussion. I think it gets a lot closer this year, as it already has for me, as it already has for sh- for some others, but for, other, for as it already has for some people and others, they're just dumb, and they're being indignant, and they just think that Herbert had one year, and then he's going to be the best quarterback ever. It's not the case. It's just not. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Uh, tonight, like I said, Cleveland all the way. Go Browns. Uh, should be a fun one. Good defensive battle, which I love to see. I would ex- over under one defensive touchdown. I'll take or over under half a defensive touchdown. I'll take the over on that. I think it could happen uh, with either a strip sack, both good pass rushers. Although Vaughn did not have a sack last week, which is very surprising. Uh, and, and you know the Browns have a great pass rush. Obviously, Miles Garrett for defensive MVP. Go Browns. Uh, go Greedy Williams. And, uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to talk about. So, yeah, like I said, you know, follow me on Twitter at Bacon Games Jesse, uh, there. I do some pretty good tweeting. Uh, I'm, think I'm smart. Uh, I think I give good detailed analysis, especially on the podcast. And I think I 
uh, know what I'm talking about when I watch the film. So yeah, um, good talk. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.